ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International <coughs> with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 584. My daughter Daniqua Grace White who still does uh, all of the work she used to do when she was here is one of the uh, adult children uh, who have uh, moved on from uh, the nest. My uh, nest will be empty one of these days in the future. She's uh, one and she left on great terms and great and, and with my my great blessings on her life because I tell you she was faithful to the Lord and to the Lord's work even to this day she's watching right now and helping me and uh, late on this evening I'm going to hear from her <laughs> and right now she does not have any complaints about what we're doing uh, everything's coming in great and clear and automatically and beautifully as I still have two of my children still uh, with me in the nest and what a blessing it is uh, how they work together and, uh, and I want to say to all young people when you leave home leave right leave with your father's blessings and leave well and help out when you leave and be a blessing for the greatest thing our family has ever done, and I remind my children that to never forget it, is that we serve the Lord from morning till night, every day. From the time they were born until they left. And uh, I dealt with uh, the empty nest on yesterday. A little bit, I will deal with it more uh, to help some of you out. Some I can't help because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. My wife is included in that. You got to deal with that with the, with the Lord for the rest of your life. Because there are some things in life, my dear friend, that you can't remedy after the time has passed. You just can't. Now, I have some dear pastors. They will try to figure out a way uh, to make you feel good about everything. But I, I can't. I'm not, that, I'm not the one. I can't do that for you. Because there's some things like children growing up in your house, you better leave it all on the field. I don't care what it takes, I don't care how it feels, I don't care how difficult it is. Even Billy Graham said, you, 
when the MDNS hits, you're going to even you're going to even uh, miss the bad attitude of the teenagers. So you you better you better enjoy it while you can, because and, and by the way, it's going to go by fast. Zoom zoom. It's a miracle of God, man, that that, uh, uh, that God has blessed me to see all seven of our children rise up, and and they all are doing well. They're not perfect now. They used to be perfect. They're not perfect now. And my heart is so blessed. And for me, it's a miracle that I am my my baby daughter and my baby son are here with me. It's a miracle that they're they're grown according to the American law. In the American system, they are grown people. They they've reached that age. And I'm thankful to God that He gave me the privilege privilege to raise them. And uh, and they have helped me in the ministry from day one. I remember when they were little children, and they would get mad because I wouldn't let them do something like put on stamps and. Stuff like that. They'll get mad at me. Especially my daughter, Nanny. And God has blessed her tremendously. Tremendously. She's only barely 30 years old. Barely 31. Tremendously. Her life's verse from the time she was a little girl was, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. I remember the last day she was in my house. She... The job I assigned her to, she did it faithfully, like she had always, uh, like she always has. She was faithful till the end, and God has blessed her tremendously. So, uh, young people, leave right and be blessed by God. First Samuel chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two. I mentioned my daughter Daniqua because she's the one who uh, introduced our ministry to the devotional by Charles Haddon Spurgeon. She just did it on her own. She didn't ask me nothing. She was a little girl. <laughs> but she detected the power in that devotional. And uh, she started putting it on the site. People asked us, noticing all these people coming to read this devotional. What, where did this come from? And I found out she did it. And so I, I let her have that that new job in this extension of that, which uh, no doubt thousands, probably millions now have heard me share this with people. Powerful devotional, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 says, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings? and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice to obey to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams Saul had been commanded to slay utterly all of the Amalekites and their cattle. Instead of doing so, he preserved the king and suffered his people to take the best of the oxen and of the sheep 
when called to account for this. He declared that he did it with a view of offering sacrifice to God. But Samuel met him at once with the assurance that sacrifices were no excuse for an act of direct disobedience and rebelliousness. The sentence before us is worthy to be printed in letters of gold and to be hung up before the eyes of the present idolatrous generation who are very fond of the fineries of will worship. Go ahead, Spurgeon. But utterly neglect the laws of God. And that's, that, that's where we're living at right now. You don't want to hear that. You don't like that, but that's where we are today in the church. Look at me real good and see if I'm playing. That's where we are. You know that. If you have any sense, you, you, some of you pastors, I don't even want to say bless your hearts because I don't want you to be blessed. <laughs> some of you pastors, you're still trying to go against God and try to, and you're trying to do this happy talk like everything is like it used to be. It is not, my friends, for the remnant churches, yes. For the 7,000 churches, yes. For the faithful few churches, yes. But the evangelical church in general, no. Catholic church, no. I don't care if you like it or not. It's not fun and games anymore, my friends. It's over. All that's over with. Okay? All that's over with. Let it die. It can't be the same now. Thank God the Southern Baptist Convention, they just came out and said they denounced the prosperity gospel as a, as a group because everybody who has... Who, who in their right mind knows that the prosperity gospel as we know it seen on Daystar and TVN is nothing but a bunch of garbage. And by the way, some of the people that the prosperity gospel hucksters try to associate with the prosperity gospel, and no doubt these are good people who were tempted and who do not mind the finer things of life, but they earned it. They, they, they're not living off of the uh, people's money. They don't need the people's money. They probably given the $100,000 back into the church offering every year or more. Because, see, they know, they know God blesses his people when they tithe and give. So they, they can make a million dollars off of one book. And some people try to pull them into that tent, and they're not. God blesses some people to to have money and to and to be able to handle it, handle it, to give to give to others. That's all there is to it. But they're not prosperity gospel people. They wear a five hundred dollar suit because they can. I mean, it's all there is to it. No big thing. All God wants them to do is share it with others. And so I repeat to Dr. 
T.D. Jakes, Dr. Joel Osteen, Dr. Uh, I forget the person's name now, but you know who you are. God has blessed you with money. Share some with me as I move away from this uh, former, formerly great country called America, the place I love, but has foolishly turned their backs on God. Be it ever in your remembrance that to keep strictly in the path of your Savior's command is better than any outward form of religion, and to hearken to his precept with an attentive ear is better than to bring the fat of rams or any other precious thing to lay upon his altar. If you are failing to keep the least of Christ's commandments to his disciples, I pray you be disobedient no longer. All of the pretensions you make of attachment to your master and all the devout actions which you may perform are no recompense for disobedience. God has never blessed disobedience. God is not, bless God is not blessing disobedience today and God will never bless disobedience from his people no matter who you think you are. To obey even in the slightest and smallest thing is better than sacrifice. However pompous, talk not of Gregorian chants, sumptuous robes, incense, and banners. The first thing which God requires of his child, his born-again, saved child, is obedience. So Dr. Bart Barber is wrong when he says that a person who has been saved by the gospel can continue in homosexuality, continue in therefore adultery, lying, being a racist, proud and stubborn. No born-again child of God is going to stay in any of those sins without great chastisement and great rebuke, even death, if it comes to that. No child of God, no, nobody, no born-again child of God is going to do that. That's not happening. That's what you think because you have falsely uh, preached uh, this garbage to people and the whole church is sick. The head is sick, according to Isaiah. The whole body is sick, down to your uh, foot. You're sick with sin. And some of you, many of you, see the only reason why you can start thinking like that is because you're not saved. Only lost people think like that. I assure you. And though you should give your body to be burned and all your goods to feed the poor, yet if you do not hearken to the Lord's precepts, all your formalities shall profit you nothing. It is, it 
is a blessed thing to be teachable as a little child, but it is a much more blessed thing when one has been taught the lesson to carry it out to the letter. Obey God. Obey Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. How many adorn their temples and decorate their priests, but refuse to obey the word of the Lord? And see, this is what God is sick, sick of. We got bishops and pastors and church, so-called church leaders, and everybody is dressed up in titles and garbs and, and, and money and gold and big cars and big houses and everything, uh, but the people are not, they and the people are not obedient. And God is not pleased with that. And he's going to say to many of you, I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Uh, Spurgeon wraps it up, my soul, come not thou into their secret. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you for another great devotional time uh, around your holy word with you and with your choice servant, Charles uh, Spurgeon. Uh, he being dead, yet speaketh, and we, and he, I am sure, give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor, because only your anointing and your wisdom and your knowledge and your unction can do that. And so we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as he did, here is how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin, always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18:8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, 
cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also the Bible states in Revelation 21.8 But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Now hell is bad news dear friend but I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16 For God so loved the world that includes you that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins, he suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried and he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, Pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. 
Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.